I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Paul Cooney with the former Scotland captain Barry Ferguson and the former Scotland star Davy Proven who will be commentating on some of the matches over the next uh, few days and weeks and Barry we will be live in Glasgow ahead of the matches themselves but Scotland preparing for the match this evening with Holland and they leave out six players as they travel from Spain to the Algarve for the match with the Holland the players who are missing John McGinn Nathan Patterson David Marshall Che Adams Grant Hanley and Stephen O'Donnell Barry, it's a huge surprise. We all know about John Fleck, who has to self-isolate, um, but six being left out, presumably voluntarily, just to make sure. Yes, it's, it, to be honest, Paul, it's no ideal preparation. Um, you would want your players, and if you just look at the, the players that you have mentioned there, there's quite a few of them that would possibly start mm. the game. Um, so, not ideal preparation, but I think Scotland are doing the right thing. Um, they're being uh, cautious, because listen, we want all the players available for the first game against Czech Republic in 12 days. That's the most important game for me. Ideally, you would like to play them in these games, but it's not to be, and that's why you've got a, a big squad. David, it's a real mix of players there, isn't it? It's not yeah. as if they've left just the, almost the, the the B team there. There's a real mixture. I, I think it's a real worry, though, even though, even though it's only one Scotland player who's tested positive. And I, I think we're going to see a lot of this throughout the tournament. Mm. Obviously, that's why UEFA decided that... that countries could expand their squads to 26 I think this is just the, the start it's going to be a very unusual final certainly is we'll talk about the match tonight we'll go through who might play they'll all probably get a run out but Scotland have gone with that weakened squad because of Covid and it, this could be an issue for so many of the countries in this very different Euro 2020 the fact that it's happening at 12 months late it tells you everything some of the other stories going around today Rangers are reported to be interested in a German midfielder a 23 year old Zali Oskan of course it comes with the warning it's the summer season now and you yeah. never know there'll be so many players mentioned don't know too much about him he's of Turkish and German descent he's played for the German under uh, 17s but hasn't been fully capped but he plays with Cologne but, but Rangers are top heavy aren't they in midfield yeah. it's surprising me unless that means someone's going out you know if they get an offer uh, Glenn Kamara uh, I, I, you took the, the name out my, my mouth there David Glenn Kamara in the final 12 month of his contract he's already been offered a, a new contract and you don't want players getting into the final 12 months so that could maybe be a sign that um, Glenn Kamara might not be committing to, to Rangers and hence the, the fact is that this guy's been, been mentioned with, with a move I looked him up I don't know too much about him listen he's playing in Col is it Cologne, Cologne yep. which um, are yep. a decent decent um, team decent club so listen I think uh, going back on it it looks that Glenn Kamara maybe not be extending his contract mm -hmm. and if not you need to go and, and cash in and maybe bring in another, another um, sorry midfielder OK Rangers fans what do you reckon 08, 08 17 17 700 Scotland fans as well as we prepare for tonight looking forward uh, to watching it it's on Sky tonight Davey isn't it so we'll see the yeah, match yeah, with, half past with, seven, with I think they start yeah. on Sky tonight hard to yeah. believe that Holland have underachieved so much they're under Frank De Boer as well somebody that you know really well 
Uh, Derek, you played uh, Barry for a, a bit of time with him, didn't you, uh, at Rangers? It was like six months he was there. No, I, I never played with, Did with you Frank. It was oh, Ronald. Yeah, um, I, I had left yeah. when Ronald came and um, signed with Rangers. He was there for a short period of time, but listen, a top-class player, mm. no doubt about it. And you just need to look at the Dutch team, the names that he's got there, the players, the clubs that they play at. It's a good game for Scotland tonight. Um, just disappointing, as you mentioned, the players that are missing through the COVID situation, but it's a good test for Scotland. I remember playing them in Euro 96 and we thought we were going through. Yeah, yep. last minute goal, wasn't That's it? Right. They, yep. They did England as well. Who scored that, that again? Remind um, me, it was. Um... I know. I remember for us that was yeah, Ali's they scored in the last minute yeah, didn't they, they did. right at the end we thought yeah. we were through for the first time That's ever right. um, and Ali McCoy I remember scored his first goal there in the major tournament for Scotland against Switzerland Villa as well Park, at yeah. Villa Park yeah. we were at the what match what a strike it was wasn't well. it yeah. yeah I remember he ran over to Craig Brown that we'll be speaking to Craig in the run up to the Euros which of course start a week on Monday so I'm happy we're going to hear a lot of this aren't we players from the past we want to hear about some of your memories as well uh, for Celtic fans well what can we say today Sean Maloney has been mentioned uh, a lot in the last 24 hours being linked with a major backroom role at Celtic not the manager's position I don't think Davey but uh, Roberto yeah. Martinez has been speaking about him really highly I would like to see him back at Celtic I think he's a really clever boy obviously he was an exceptional talent as a player and I think the intelligence he showed on the pitch, I think he's taken off the pitch as well in terms of his coaching career. Any, anyone I speak to speaks highly of Sean Maloney. I think he would be a really good acquisition. Yeah, I mean, he's a great grounding at Belgium. You just need to look at some of the players yeah. that he's been coaching over the last two or three years. Martinez is a fantastic manager. Um, so he's learning his trade. And I wouldn't be surprised if Celtic are looking at Sean. Um, I played with Sean in the national team. And Davey's right, he had um, fantastic ability, he could win a game um, with a bit of magic. Uh, and the word is that he's, he's brilliant on the training field and that, that's important. And playing with some of the best uh, players in the world at the moment. You know, he's training them, he's helping yeah. there at Belgium, the De Bruyne's. And... The, the, the only thing that worries me about this, Paul, is yep. that, that, you know, the last couple of Celtic managers have had assistant coaches imposed on them mm -hmm. by the, the board. And I, I just wonder if they're going down the same route here again. If, if it's going to be Postacoglu who comes in, has he given Sean Maloney the green light? Or is Sean Maloney going to be at the club when he arrives? Mm -hmm. Ideally, the head coach, I think, should pick his own number two. You know, it, it has to be someone that they know and trust and, and, and is on the same wavelength in terms of the way they want the game played. What's happened in the past? You've seen it before that they've, been, they've put people together a jigsaw. Has it ever worked? Well, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think Roy Keane, when they spoke to Roy Keane quite a few years ago, Roy Keane was told his, his assistant would be Ronnie Dyler. Roy Keane didn't have a, a, a choice. Um, and I think Neil Lennon was the same. Neil Lennon wanted to bring Gary Parker back, back in, Johan Mialbe, and I was told, no, it's, it's John Kennedy. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure that, that successful coaching team op can operate like that. Would you accept that, Barry? No, uh, listen, for me, a manager's got to pick his own backroom Team. No doubt about it. Um, it's so important. He needs people who he knows, who he trusts, who he can lean on. Um, and listen, who, it might be that um, the new manager has identified Sean Maloney. We don't know that yet. Um, but for me, a manager has got to have his own backroom team behind him who he chooses. Can you believe, Davey, it's, since we last spoke to you a week ago on the programme, yeah. the Eddie Howe news came in, Barry and I kind of broke well, it, well, you know, Friday afternoon. What do you make of the whole thing? Well, I, I was yeah. totally wrong. Because I've been saying for weeks now that Dermot Desmond had had too much savvy to leave himself open to the possibility of being embarrassed by Eddie Howe. Mm. That's exactly how it's turned out. Mm. 
You know, the Eddie Howe's strong Celtic along. Um, and, you know, if it is Postacoglu and he arrives, he has to quarantine for at least 10 days. Celtic start training, what, in 17th, 17th of June? Yeah. Yep. So 15 days' time, they're due to start their, their pre-season training. And if it is Postacoglu, he's going to be 10 days behind because he, he won't be in the training ground for 10 days. Barry, you've only been going on about this for about four months that Celtic needs to prepare for next season. This isn't a surprise, you know. Well, Davey will tell you, pre-season is the most important part of the season. That's the build-up. You want the new manager in, you want the new players in as quickly as possible. And you need a good, strong pre-season because that, that gets you up and ready for the start of the season. For me, I'm... I'm, uh, I'm shocked that they've took this long uh, and as you said 15 days Celtic start their pre-season to try because you, you just need to look at the, the season they've had there very poor struggled they need to get a manager in quickly they need to get a backroom team in quickly and they need to start signing players Antonio Conte looks as though he's gone not that he was going to come to like Celtic it, but yeah. Tottenham yeah yeah real, real surprise there um, I mean if, if, if it was me if I'm Daniel Levy I'd have gone for Brendan Rodgers but you can't argue with what Conte did at, at, at Chelsea. Yeah. Um, he's, he's done another good job in Italy. So, and he's, he's part of the kind of Hollywood circle of managers, isn't he? He really is. He's you know, Martin the Idol type. <laughs> he does. He fits that bill, doesn't he, Barry? He's got great hair like yourself. Um, what do you think of Antonio Conte coming back? It's not definite, but he's speaking with Daniel Levy. He could be coming back to London. Yeah, well, we just need to see the, the jobs that he's had and, yeah. and what he's won in his, his career. There's no doubt he's a top manager. Um, I think it surprised everybody when I'm leaving into Milan, mm. um, but you'd seen that they're, they're cutting back in their squad, um, their, their budget, and he decided to leave. And listen, it would be a no bad appointment bringing them to Tottenham. Is that fair that you just go? Some people were saying, you know, I heard it elsewhere and saw on social media. Why doesn't he stay there? Why didn't he stay at the San Siro, dig in? Because he's got so much experience and uh, try and defend it. I think his budget squad. was getting cut. That yeah. was, that was yeah. the, the poorest squad. Some people are saying, but you should stay. Fans of the clubs want the great managers yeah. to stay. They think, why are you leaving? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't think Serie A now has the prestige that mm. the Premier League in England has, Paul. Yeah, mm. I think the Premier League, you could argue that, you could argue it's not the best league in the world, but it's the richest and it's becoming the most glamorous. It's attracting all the big names and, and all the top managers, I think, now want to, to manage in England. Part of Ancelotti. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, well, what yeah. about that in the last yeah. 24 hours? Well, listen, if Real Madrid yeah. come calling you, yeah. you, you don't knock you back, back that job. Uh -huh. um, but I, I was, that was a, a, a surprise. Yeah. Look, the job that he was trying to build, you hear him speak throughout the season, what he was trying to achieve, mm. get Everton at some stage in the in the Champions League places. Mm. Um, but listen, it's not worked and now he's, he's away to Real Madrid. They fell away badly, didn't they? I heard, mm. remember when they were top of the table early in the season and I heard an Everton fan saying it'll end up the same we'll be lucky if we're top 10 and they ended up 10th and they uh, they didn't do nearly as well as he would have hoped and the Everton fans and Mishiri would have thought well he's been backed that's oh, for sure, sure. The, yeah. the money's been allowed to go and spend um, not just in transfer fees but in salaries as well so I, I think it was a, a poor season um, from Everton you sense that Eddie Howe will be itching for a call from uh, Fahad Mashiri. David, David Moyes, I mean. Yeah. Well, they're saying that David, he hasn't signed his contract yet at I just wonder if David would leave West Ham. He, he seems to be pretty happy, pretty settled there. Mm. Hasn't signed the contract. I, I don't know, yeah. David, but he hasn't actually he signed in, it. Yeah. Lives in St Anne's. Mm. So yeah. it's yeah. not too far away from Back him. To Everton. What yep. a job he did there, didn't he? Went from oh, Preston yeah. North End, went to Everton, who'd really struggled 
you know, they were well below the standards they were in the 80s when they were winning the title and doing well in Europe. Yeah. But I took them into the Champions League yeah. qualifiers, didn't mm -hmm. Lost to Villarreal, if my memory serves me correctly. Mm -hmm. I just wonder if the Everton fans would welcome him back with, with open arms or whether there's, there's still a bit of ill feeling there after he be left. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, yeah. it's a bit like Barry. Barry said a moment ago, you don't turn down Real Madrid. David Moyes couldn't turn down Man U uh, at the time, could he? Another, I mean, he'd done yeah. some job this season. Yeah. The previous season, he, he was getting a bit of stick off the West Ham mm -hmm. fans. Um, but he went and he, he signed players that probably are no big name players, but they were fantastic for him. And you look at the season that West Ham had. Mm -hmm. um, he's a top manager. Yeah. He's a top manager. Jesse Lingard did the business for him, didn't he? On that loan spell, he was yeah. uh, amazing time. for Big him. I yeah. can't believe he's, he didn't make the cut for uh, Gareth Southgate's yeah. squad. Yeah. He's taking yeah. four right backs yep. and he's left Lingard. Yeah. I, I don't get that. Oh. And what does it ask you to about that? Why four right backs? Um, I think the way they play, yeah. I, I think Kyle Walker um, can play in a back three. Um, so that's one of the reasons. Yeah. I, I watched his interview and he's pretty coy on it, but I was surprised. Jesse Lingard for the mm. three and a half month he was at West Ham. Um, he was shot at Man Manchester United. Mm. He couldn't get a look in mm. and David Moyes took him down there. And listen, a lot of signings are gambles but he was mm. a gamble that certainly paid off for David Moyes. One of the other headlines today, Stephen Gerrard is on the Everton shortlist. That's not going to happen, is it? Barry, is there any way he would go to Everton? He's such a, a Liverpool icon as well. <laughs> I can't see that. It's not going to happen, is it? Yeah. I mean, even forget forget where he is just now. Do you think Stephen Gerrard would ever have gone to... No, uh, do you know what I think in terms of Stephen Gerrard? I think he knows he now needs to go and, uh, and kick on again mm -hmm. and go and try and retain the Premier League, mm -hmm. go and win a Scottish Cup or a, a League Cup, try and make sure Rangers get into the, the group stage of the, the Champions League. I think at some stage he will go, there's no doubt about it, but I think it's too early. Davey? Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, uh, he will certainly want to crack at the Champions League. Yeah. He'll, he'll fancy that, and I think much will depend on how much backing he gets from the Rangers board, who have been terrific in the way that they backed Steven Gerrard financially in the transfer market. If he continues to get that backing, um, I think he'll want a, a right charge at the, the Champions League. He's got such a great record in Europe. I mean, that's where. Yeah, amazing, you know, amazing. It's, amazing. it's different. Champions League's different. Davey will tell you that you're going up a level. Yeah. No, so much in the qualifiers, but when you hit that group stage, you're playing against the elite teams. And Davey, as you've said for months, to win the title in Scotland next year will be ever more important because of the entry to straight the Champions in, League. Straight into yeah. that, that's where the big bucks are. Um, and it's, you know, I find it almost inconceivable that Celtic uh, are in the position they're in at the moment. And Rangers, Rangers. If they get their act together and uh, there's enough money there, um, you know, I, I can see Rangers going on a, a run here of dominance, uh, which was absolutely unthinkable for me a year ago. I, I think Rangers will see this as a, a major opportunity to kick on again. Mm. With what's going on at Celtic, the time it's took to get a manager. And if you look at the squad in the whole, um, there's guys going out of, and sorry, into the final 12 months of their contract. They don't really want to be at Celtic, so there's a big rebuild there. So this is an opportunity for Rangers to hopefully get through the group stages and get into the Champions League, um, into the group stages, sorry, out of the qualifying games. And then they've got another opportunity nine months later to win the league title. That, that would be £60 million in the space of eight or nine months. Who would have believed that this time last year? Yeah. If you'd listened in to Perry Ferguson saying this uh, on this station this time last year, you'd think, well, no. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. Ten, 10 in a row looked like an absolute stick-on for Celtic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked like a procession. And there's no doubt that's how the board of directors saw it. And I'm afraid it's the board who have to take every ounce of flack here because they, they, they certainly deserve it. They, they've thrown away an advantage that no Celtic board in the history of the club have ever enjoyed in terms of their, their financial dominance of Rangers and somehow have got themselves into a position where they're already underdogs for next season. Meanwhile, Rangers have launched the share offer. We told you about it yesterday for fans to raise nearly £7 million to try to build. They're saying to build on the success of last season and future-proof the next 150 years of the club. I'm not sure that the £7 million will take you for 150 years, Barry, but we'll not be around to worry about it. Supporters can purchase a minimum of £500 with pre-registration June the 11th. Any buzz on that in the last 24 hours? Has anyone said to you they're going to purchase no, shares I, of Rangers? No, I've not spoke to too many people about it. Um, and as you say, seven million pound—it's not a, a massive mm. amount of money. It's going to make a major, major difference. Um, but I'm sure, look, with the success they had last season, we won in the league and, and obviously stopping Celtic for the ten in a row. I'm sure there'll be plenty of fans that will take that offer up. I think I think there's a limit as well to to how much money directors and investors will will throw at this. I mean, mm. Rangers have been fortunate; they've they've managed to. To get quite a few big hitters on board to, you know, to, to keep the balance sheet looking reasonable, but I don't think that's sustainable, and I think Rangers themselves would admit that that they have to they have to get to a a stage where the, the club is is sustainable without major cash injections from one or two benefactors. It's a logical time, isn't it, on the wave of the success? Oh, yeah. yeah, this season, the twenty five points. I think they'll look yep. at next season as mm-hmm. major. Get us into the group stages. Win the league title, as I mentioned, is some of money. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's just we getting into the, yeah. the group stages, 60 million. What comes on top of that as well with sponsorship, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. It's a massive season, next season for Rangers. Well, there's a buzz around the city is building. The fan zone will open next week. And Barry, you saw one of the team buses. Yeah, I passed it in the motorway. Which one? Um, Czech Republic. Um, there must be, obviously, you know, all the teams get assigned to a special bus, so... Mm-hmm. I was driving past it and it looks apart. The bus has come early, hasn't yeah. it? It's unusual. They're flying yeah. in and back out straight yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. And again, so are Croatia. Well, again, because of COVID and because it's so... Well, yeah. I, I, Paul, Paul, I've got to say, even yeah. before the pandemic, this was a cuckoo idea of Michel Platini mm. to, to try and hold the finals in 12 different cities. Yep. This is at a time where UEFA are boasting about their carbon footprint. Mm-hmm. And they were expecting supporters to crisscross the continent Um I mean, it was madness. Was this Platini? This was Platini's brainchild. Yeah, yeah. In a pandemic. In a pandemic. I mean, to try and to try and go ahead. And uh, as I said, the 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 John Flick situation is a thin edge of of the wedge for me. There's going to be a lot more of this. It doesn't make sense. Loads to talk about in the next hour and forty minutes. This is the Go Radio Football Show. We're back in a moment. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show in the sunshine. What about this weather, Barry? You've been enjoying it out and about? Yeah. Magical. Brilliant. Scotland, when it's sunny, is a brilliant country. Just pity it's only sunny four or five days a (laughs) year. No, it's going to surely be a good summer. Davey, you look as though maybe you were on uh, a tennis court today or something? On on the golf course today. And Barry says, on a day like this, it's unbeatable. Can he beat it, can you? Sean Gertamlik. Good afternoon. Good evening, Sean. I said something the farmer can't put sunburns out to beat uh, Benadon. Exactly. 
No who, question. Who, who, needs to, who needs to go to Benidorm to be sick of Vicky? Just love him in Glasgow. Magic, yeah. Have you been on the golf course today, Sean? <laughs> oh, I'm... I'm rubbish at golf I would miss the boss <laughs> nah, oh, I've, I've done that a few times I'll tell you Sean what are you thinking what are you feeling I know you're getting excited uh, about the Euros we all are a wee bit of worry though obviously with John Fleck um, being in isolation he is okay but it's just that he's in isolation at the moment and six players uh, being held back today which probably makes sense doesn't it that they don't travel oh definitely I agree with you 100% but I, I'm looking forward to it I was, to be honest I'm not a big fan of friendlies but um, but I'm looking forward to next week for the Euros I'm hoping to get a ticket for Glasgow Green but it's hard to get because I think there's only 6,000 allowed so Barry Ferguson only today is magic <laughs> he can get in anywhere I'm sure um, normally I think you'd agree Barry we're not normally into friendlies but these are essential because we're so close to the tournament yeah there's 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 going to be a few rusty legs because I've not played for a, a, a couple of weeks I know they've been in training camp in Spain um, and I, I'm not a big Honestly, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm not a big fan of friendly games, but they're important before the, the, the Czech Republic um, game. And as I mentioned at the start of the show, I think the manager's made the right decision. Um, you look at some of the players, Shea Adams, John McGinn, Hanley, Marshall, O'Donnell, Patterson. These guys have got a real opportunity to be in the starting 11, Paul, the first game against mm. Czech Republic. But it'll be good to watch them. I'm looking forward to it. I'm like every Scotland fan. I think we've got a real good opportunity if we keep everybody fit to getting out the group stages. David, they looked very united leaving. I mean, it's easy to be yeah. united when you go away. But what was your impression having been to World Cups with Scotland? What did you think about the, uh, you know, the departure and the, the camaraderie? Well, I've got to say in, in, in my day, there was almost two separate camps because the Anglos, the Anglo players, the players who were playing in English First Division as it was at the time, sat at one end of the dining room and the home Scots would, would sit at the, the other end. Now, did they, yeah. For no reason other than familiarity, mm -hmm. you know, we knew all the Dundee United boys and the Aberdeen boys, and you know, the Man United boys and the Liverpool boys would would sit together. So there was an element of that. Um, but you know, when it, obviously when the team went on the pitch, you're mm -hmm. you're, you're absolutely um, you're going to give everything for for your teammates. Yeah. Well, that was as it was a Celtic and a Rangers table. <laughs> yeah. No, listen, that was one yeah. thing about the squads I was involved in, and mm. a lot of people always ask us, "Listen, that gets out the window when you join up with Scotland." We were yeah. a real, we, we were a close knit group as well. We all got on with each other. Um, it's different when you play with your clubs. Obviously, you want to win for your club, and when that whistle goes, it's a war. Mm. But um, when I watch this Scotland squad, when I watch them get interviewed, it looks to me if they're they're excited to be there. Um, and if you look since Steve Clarks took over the job there's not been many pullouts no. that whether it'll be a serious injury but as previous squads you would see maybe four or five players pulling out but with, with Steve Clark since he's come in the door it looks to me that they're always desperate to turn up Sean that's a huge change isn't it because for years there were so many people pulling out oh definitely and I think um, I'm not going to say but I think a lot of them um, were fake injuries I don't think I think a lot of people won the plane for Scotland at a certain time, but I'm glad um, it's starting to turn around. Fingers crossed, we get a good result tonight, and we get a good result on Sunday, and then Euros we get we win in the first game, especially going into against England. We might have three points in the bag because we don't like going to the two games and going into the second game on Lawson. We need to win the first game and put a bit of pressure on England because mm -hmm. I think England's favourites to start the group, them in Croatia, I would say. Mm -hmm. 
They certainly are in England, aren't they, the way they talk about it. David, that's a good point. It's a pressure on us to get three points in the first game. I, I, I think so. And I, I just hope Steve lets the team off the leash. I think he... And the way he's talking, I, I think he's of a mind to have a real go, and I hope he does, because I, I'm not particularly happy with the start we've made to the Qatar World Cup campaign. You know, I think we're far too cautious in the first game against Austria. Started playing in the second half, albeit, but... Um, I just hope we have a real go. I think we've got the players to do it. I really do. It was the same in Israel game, Davy. Yeah, well. yeah. First half, I'm watching it. I'm thinking there's more there. And then the second half, he changed it for a back three, a back four, and we were positive. And, and then we should have won the game, but we came away with a point. But I'm with Davy. I, I was expecting six, seven points for the first three games. And if you look at the Euros. This is winnable against Czech Republic. They're not as powerful, not as strong, not as good technically as they were before. So that's a game we've got to be looking at winning at home. Sean, you would want us to be ambitious and positive. Do you think we were too cautious uh, in the start of the World Cup campaign? I think we were. I think we were. I think um, we're definitely too cautious. But hopefully, see, see, to be honest, I just want to go out and attack. See if you get beat maybe 2 3 now. I'd rather be a team that goes out and plays attacking football and just go for it all the time. And mm. if, if you get beat, I'll give the team respect. I just don't like this defensive football. And I think Steve Cup is known to a manager to be a, quite a defensive manager. Mm-hmm. But Davy senses that he will be a bit more adventurous as we need to be against the Czech Republic. I, I, I think we've got the tools now, Paul. Yeah. I don't, I don't mm. think we did previously. Mm. For years, it was one up front, it was either yeah. Kenny Miller or Stephen Fletcher. Mm who became totally isolated, 30 yards between our midfield and our striker. Not now. We've, we've, we've got Woods, we've got Fraser, we've got Forrest, we've got Shea Adams, Lyndon Dykes, um, McGinn, McGinn off forward. the front. Yeah, I, I, David just mentioned there, I hope he plays McGinn off the front. Mm-hmm. For me, when you let him off the leash, yeah. he's a different player. I like him in that number 10 position when he's bombing beyond. Well, if he goes two up, I don't know with Shea Adams or Lyndon Dykes, but... I love McGinn when he's just let off a leash and he can get beyond the strikers. I hope he plays with two strikers as well, Barry. Aye. I mean, I, I, I really do. I think Dykes and, and Adams, I think I think it's a natural partnership. Mm. I really do. Yep. And with McGinn off, you know, three at the back, three, four, one, two. Um, but again, he has options to change his shape. Sean, we know you as a, a very happy Rangers fan this season when you've come on. What about the... You see that your manager's been linked with Everton. I don't think for a second oh, he would go there. That, but, uh, that's, yeah. that's never happening. Not a chance in there. There's more chance of Barry Ferguson getting the Everton job and Stephen Gerrard, no way in danger mm-hmm. of taking the Everton job. 100% no. So we'll rule that one but see, to be honest, Sean, see, that, that's good enough for us. Sean Ingerthamlick has ruled it out and I think we agree with you. Sorry, you're going to say? Uh, see, in the Euros, is it three subs or five subs? Three or five subs in the Euros. That's a good... We think... It, well, we're, listen, we're checking it just now. James is on to that just now. And Sean, Rangers mentioned um, an interest in a midfield player, a German of Turkish descent. He could play for either country. He's been an under-17 cap for Germany Sally Oskan plays with Cologne uh, the midfielder yeah, I've actually not seen it so I can't really comment but yep. I was one player I would never like to I wouldn't have actually seen Rangers I just don't like to see uh, the class for Rangers is McBurnley I just don't see a guy that scored seven goals in two seasons 46 goals in 10 years sorry that's not good enough for Rangers record mm. so I wouldn't take that but I uh, 
I think Barry, you agreed about all night. I, I, I yep. said it on Monday. I, I don't yep. see it happening. First, I don't think Rangers would be able to afford him. Mm. He went um, for twenty million pound. His wages will be well over two million pound a season, probably. Um, so the only way I could maybe see it happening if it's a loan, but I very much doubt it. Sean, well, I just want to thank huh? you, Barry Ferguson. Congratulations on your new job. Thanks, Sean. How's he going to do, Sean? Do you think at Aloha it's a, it's a good club? They've gone down and, and, and he wants to bring them back up. Great for Aloha, isn't it, to have Barry there, the profile that brings to the club. And, and look what he did at Kelty to bring them up. Definitely. Well, I heard he's, uh, he's promised the team the championship. Well, there he is. Let's <laughs> ask him. Have you promised it, Barry? No, yeah. promised it. But do you know what? We're going to give it a good go. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. I'm going to give you an exclusive. His phone is so busy with activity to do with Alawa that you're charging it twice you know what? a I'm, day. I'm chasing yeah. my tail a wee bit. Normally I'm organised with bringing players in. Yeah. But we start back pre-season on the 15th um, of June and we're short of maybe five or six players. So non-stop meetings and, and it's a case of maybe a year or two ago it would only be one or two clubs. Now you're, you're up against five or six clubs. How, how do players. you do pre-season with a, a part-time Squad, how, how different is it going to be? They've got a routine just now. They've been sent out. They've got two weeks preparation. And then they come in and it's just the same day. We Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. That's it. Um, but they're fit boys, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the runs have been getting sent through. They're, they've looked after themselves. They've not played for the 30th of April. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah. they've had a bit of a break. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll get a bit of a shock when they come in because they need to be fit. Mm-hmm. They need to be fit. I think a fit team gives you half a chance. And do you know what the audience is thinking just now? So there's the new Alawa manager appointed uh, just days ago. Yeah. Starts training around at the same time as Celtic. The phone is so busy. Who's in charge at Celtic? Who's the director of football? Don't know. Who's the manager? No, Don't no. know. This is this is incredible. That's well, a shambles, Paul. And Celtic it's, it's did say on Friday, so they, they would say very shortly. This has to be shortly now, surely five yeah, days but, later. Know, particularly when they're asking supporters to to pay for season tickets. Yep. You know that that's the the irony here that the Celtic supporters have no idea what, what they're going to get for, for their season ticket money. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be in charge? You, you've got to be prepared. You've got to prepare nowadays. And see if I'm a player, Celtic player, and I'm looking, I'm thinking, what, what's going on here? Yeah. We, we, we start in 15 days. We don't have a manager. We have a, we have half a team. There's players coming into the final 12 month of our contract. There's players left. What way are we going? Sean, we've checked. James has checked. It's five substitutes you can have in the Euros. You happy with I'll that? Happy. I'll be, yep. I'm happy with that. Hey, Barry, see, before I go, is Big Bob going with you? Yep, he's going with I, 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 I know, Bob, because um, he's managed to sign Spring Boys, so I, I know okay. I've met him a few times, so there you go. Good man. Bob Malcolm, so you've managed to get Bob to, to join you there at Alloa. That's good news. Yep. yep. Yep, um, I just need to make sure there's plenty of rolls and sausage and bacon for them. <laughs> the, the diet. <laughs> Sean, here's Stevie Clark speaking about Holland. We wanted one game that would challenge us, and certainly the, the Dutch game will challenge us, the, the Luxembourg game will challenge us in a different way. The way the Dutch play is, is not dissimilar to the style of play that 
certainly England and maybe a little bit Croatia will play as, as part one or number one seeded teams. Should be a good workout for us in, in terms of the friendly and a good work, workout for us in terms of the games coming up in the tournament. And he spoke about Scott McTominay, he spoke about Billy Gilmer, didn't play, but what a result for Chelsea. Scott McTominay, probably man of the match. Man United obviously didn't win the Europa League, but he spoke about the Man United uh, midfielder. So there was one player on the pitch that didn't deserve to be on the losing team. It was Scott McTominay. Outstanding. He's had a few days break now. He'll join up with the squad when we get to Portugal, him and Billy Gilmer. And it'll be good to get them on board. In terms of thoughts for the, the tournament, is Scott's performance in midfield for Man United didn't surprise me. Didn't really change the way I think about Scott as a player. I know he can play as one of the central defenders if we need to prove that. And I know also that he can be a fantastic player for us in midfield. So what a good player to have in your squad. Sean, where are you playing McTominay? Uh, midfield. For sure. I think everyone agrees uh, with that. To be um, he was the best player on that part for Man United. Mm. I, I think he's a good player. I'm, I'm hoping Billy Gilmore gets a few games in the Euros because Chelsea played good. I'm a, I like Man City, but Chelsea dominated. Chelsea could have won that game with three or four. So. Yeah, the, the Europa League final was a, a poor game. I, I, I didn't enjoy it, but to be fair to McTominay, as I said, I thought he was a good player. But see, this season, he's been up a level or two. Mm. Um, I, I'm been impressed with him. All the big games, Solskjaer starts him. And I would play him in the centre of the park. He's been immense in there for Man United and uh, when he's played in there for Scotland. Sean agrees. Davey? Yeah, I think he'll play the, the central holding position for Steve Clark. It's a matter of who plays beside him. Mm-hmm. And for yeah. me, it's, it's Billy Gilmer or Callum McGregor. Which think, one would you go for today? Well, I mean, I, I think Steve will go with Callum McGregor and I would have no problem, but it'd be very interesting to see what Billy Gilmer would do if he was thrown in at the deep end. I've no doubt that any of the, any of the three boys who were added to the squad could go straight into the, the, the side and, and not let themselves down. See, just what Davey says, and I've said it, and when you listen to people speak about the three boys that have been put in the squad, um, Turnbull, Patterson and Billy Gilmer, everybody's got the same opinion. Yeah. These three players are good enough to take him straight in. Whether Steve Clark does it or no, I'm not too sure. And with Dave, I think he might go with Callum McGregor because he knows he's trusted him before. But don't be surprised if Billy Gilmer sneaks himself in there. Sean, tonight, I know it's just a friendly. What's your prediction for the match with Holland? Um, a Scotland win. A, Scot- a Scotland win. And do you sense that this could be Billy Gilmer's tournament? I mean, it's amazing. Just a couple of months ago, we well, many people, we didn't really think he would make it that he, in terms of the squad. He's there. Everyone agrees with that. And uh, a sense that he'll play. Do you think he could be the young man of the tournament from a Scotland point I, of view? I, I think uh, Billy Gilmer in the Euros could maybe even get a wee goal. I think he's, I think he's gone places. I think he's that death. To be honest, I wouldn't really move to actually one day be a Chelsea captain. I think that boy's got to be Chelsea <coughs> probably for the rest of his career. I think he's that kind of player. So I'll, I'll rate him highly because even Frank Lampard says he's up there to be the best. He just takes the... And there's one thing he's making not have an attitude and he met um, when training's done he likes to stay back and that. So I like that and I play young players because sometimes young players can go after the rules a wee bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm impressed with him because I've never heard any bad uh, media about him. It's all positive. So I'm happy with that. Yeah, I think he's, he's got his head screwed on. And I mean, I think Chelsea, I mean, let's be honest, Chelsea stole him from Rangers. What did they pay a development fee? Yep. What is he worth now? But I think Chelsea looked after him. They moved his mum and dad down. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they looked after the whole family. 
to help Billy Gilmer settle into to London, which wouldn't have been easy for a kid of that age had he gone on his own. No. I've seen him develop in terms of stature over the last season. He was when he first broke into the Chelsea team. A lot of people were saying, it, and I don't buy into this about size. It's nonsense. See, see that boy. He can handle the football. He can play the game. And as I say, physically now you're starting to see him mature a bit. And I, I think he's going to be a top, top player. And I think he'll start with, for Chelsea next season. I really believe that he's got the ability to do that. People talk, sorry Paul, people talk about bravery on a football pitch. And a lot of people think it, it's going into a, a, a tackle that you're going, your second favourite to win. It's not. The bravest thing you can do in a football pitch is take the ball mm -hmm. deep in the pitch. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting next to someone who... who had the bottle to do that and had the feet to do it. Billy Gilmore's the same. And the, the, these players are few and far between. You need the eyes in the back of your head to play that position. And he can take the ball anywhere. Great. Davey Proven, Barry Ferguson, Sean, great call from Gothamluck. Cheers, guys. See you Cheers, soon. Sean. Cheers. Bye-bye. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. The football show, Wednesday evening. The sun's shining right across the west. Nobody has won yet. The car that we're giving away with uh, Macklin Nissan, a £15,000 car, be great to win it in the sunshine for the summer, wouldn't it, Barry? That'd be terrific. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been trying to guess the last two or three weeks. Um, I can't get them. Can't get them. Yep. And I, I was just asking Chris there. Nobody's managed to get one. Is that right? Yep. They will, though. It begins to fall. It goes like a pack of cards. That's what I found over the years. I David, take it the answer's uh, lying in a safe. Oh, it is. I've not got a clue. I've tried, but I haven't a clue who's on five different voices. So you'll hear, get a chance tomorrow morning, just after eight, with Crofty and Grado on breakfast. We're building up towards the Euros. Remember, it's a week on Monday and the match kicks off at 2pm so we'll tell you about our coverage which will start earlier on it's going to be amazing Davey you'll remember it over the years the build up I suppose when you're playing you're kept away from it you don't realise what's happening but after you gave up playing and covering it what was your favourite to cover over the over the years was it um, I mean, France I mean I've covered and, some yeah, but I, I think yeah. I think the, the two games against France Gary Caldwell's goal at Hamden mm -hmm. was so memorable and then obviously James McFadden in the, the part of the France was they're probably the two most memorable moments for me working on the game. Yeah, yeah, just sensational. Yeah. Very, very hard to keep I'm actually cool. screaming behind him 10 yards to pass it. <laughs> yep. And then he, he, he hits a shot for yeah, 35 yeah. yards and um, I just couldn't believe it because, see, that night, I, I think the stats, I'll need to look back, I think there was something like 79 or 80% possession yeah. France had. It's the um, best Scottish defensive performance yep, I've seen ever. in my life. Was it? Yeah, my my life yep. burned on. It was unbelievable. Because mm -hmm. do you know what got us going there when we beat them at Hamden? Um, I think it was Thierry Henry had come out and says, "Wait till we get them back to to Paris. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're going to batter yeah. them." And we read that and we, we spoke about it. And look, see if we went and tried to play them at football. Aye. You've got to be honest. Sometimes they had better footballers, but see if we went with a certain way of playing, try and frustrate them, and we have done that. And if we got one opportunity. Um, we had to take it. Um, who, played fact, up, who played up front that night? Because that must have been a hard shift for who, because it would be a lone striker. Was it Stephen Fletcher? Or was it might have been Stephen Kenny Fletcher Miller. or Kenny. I, 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 it would be one out of two anyway, yeah. wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. But it was, it was just back, backs to the wall stuff. It was, um, and just relief when that, when that final whistle went. But one thing about um, that, that group of players, they put their bodies on the line. They, they, Locked every single thing that France threw at us, and um, and what a victory it was. Because mm -hmm. if you look back in the players that they had, they they were frightening. Phenomenal.
It's just so sad that we couldn't get over the line. Yeah. Mm. And, they and the, the Italy game was another great, yeah. well, a sad memory as a commentator, but an amazing occasion. Uh, the game I, I thought had, we played well. I, th- I think your goal was offside, if I remember correctly. <laughs> <laughs> it was a cracker for two years. <laughs> 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 I, I do remember yeah. the, the atmosphere at Hamden that uh, day and see uh, I always talk about atmospheres at, at Hamden and sometimes yeah, when you go out you think you know, ah, this, this is no great but that yeah, night against Italy that was unbelievable um, it was like there was 100,000 fans in yeah. and it was just disappointing never a free kick at the end no. Alan no. Hunting Crazy. the yeah. referee that was really questionable mm. wasn't it yeah and again they were another top team I, again mm. we, we had a certain way of playing mm. Try and frustrate them. Listen, sometimes it wasn't great to watch, but we knew how to get results. Just that final bit in the playoffs let us down. We don't hold on to these grudges, do we? 13 and a half no. years later, the radio station in Glasgow <laughs> oh, absolutely. is, uh, absolutely. <laughs> is uh, talking about it. Well, we go into the match tonight without John Fleck, as we know, because of the COVID scare. And six other players have been left behind, probably... It's not track and trace they're doing, but those that'll be looking to see who's been around them. But they're all in the bubble anyway. There's nothing wrong with these players, but they've left six of the players back in Spain while they are now obviously in the Algarve for the match tonight. 7.45, the match is on Sky. But here is the manager speaking about John Fleck. Well, looking at the the information that we've got and relying on the the doctors for the medical opinion, I'm 100% sure that John brought it into the camp. It, It came with him, so it's just one of those things. We know the... We know the state of the, the world at the moment with the pandemic and we just have to deal with it as as other countries might have to deal with it as well. He'll, he'll be in isolation until he returns a couple of negative tests. I think we'll, be, we'll be testing every day with John and waiting for him to return a few negative tests. For everyone else, it's just carry on as normal and, and continue the good work. The, the thing I don't want to do is I don't want this isolated case to sort of overshadow the, the good work that we've done. We've had good preparation. The training's been fantastic. The boys are in a great place. And we're looking forward to the game tomorrow night. That's a great point, isn't it? You don't want to overshadow the atmosphere about Scotland. Uh, overshadow it with COVID. Just think COVID all the time and a feeling of sort of dread going over everybody. Yeah, they've got to remain focused on um, that first game. Obviously, with the, the two games that they've got, friendly games against the, the, the Dutch and, and Luxembourg. But it's good to hear that he says training's been at a real good standard. The spirits are really high. Um, disappointing, as I say, you're missing these players, but... That's why you've got 26 players in the squad. Um, you need to deal with situations like this. We all knew this may happen. Um, but it's good It's good to hear the manager being really positive about it. Davey, with the manager, I've seen the papers today. He's saying, I'll sign on the dotted line of duty. That's a new contract for him, but he's got a year yeah. to go, hasn't he? So It's a strange one for yeah. me because, uh-huh. you know, I, I look back to Sven uh, Goran Eriksson mm. and England uh, awarded him a huge contract before the finals, before the Euros, and, and England flopped. And then they had to pay him millions to, to get him out the door. Um, and I'm a little bit surprised that they've gone early with, with Steve. And it might be a case here of the SFA thinking that Steve Clark is going to move on after the finals. Mm-hmm. I know he said he, he will take the team to Qatar or as far on the road to Qatar as, as he can. But there's, there's every, every chance that Steve Clark could get an offer that, that he can't refuse if he has a good Euros. And the SFA could be, could be fireproofing themselves in terms of compensation. His name came up again on Friday night when we were searching around to see who it might be when Eddie Howe was, was out. And one of the names was Steve Clark for Celtic. But it, 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 nobody's run with that. And they're obviously, it looks as though it's going to be the Australian. Yeah, he must but, be. Yeah. I mean, he must be in the, on, the, on the list. He, he would certainly be in the list. Yeah. Barry, we talked about it the other night with. Uh, yeah, I can't see him doing anything to after the, the, the Euros. Yeah. Um, 
there's no doubt in my mind about that. He's he's fully focused on it. But there's there's, there's two people we, we we mentioned in Friday night. There's, there's two people out of job, Martin O'Neill and, and Roy Keane, mm-hmm. who know the club, who know what it's like in the west of Scotland to, to live and play. Um, so I'm surprised that there's been no no word to even talking to to both of the names I just mentioned. I, I don't I don't know if Steve Clark could handle the, the Glasgow thing, Paul. And I think he's spoken about it in the past. He, he said he's glad his kids were brought up mm-hmm. in London. And I, I, I don't know if he want, would want to get himself immersed in the the obvious problem, sectarian problem that we have in this city. Yeah. I, I think I think he might want to give that a, a miss. But as as Barry said, I don't think Roy Keane would be spooked by it for one minute. No. Were you surprised that the owner or the majority shareholder didn't turn? to Roy Keane when they heard that Eddie Howe wasn't coming because Celtic need a statement. I mean, he may turn out to be a great manager, Postecoglou. If he comes, it looks as though it is him, but uh, we don't know. But do you not think there was something around maybe get a Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane do it one more time? Yeah, I, I think so. Absolutely. And I think Keane against Stephen Gerrard, yeah. you know, at, at the old firm game, you know, with the crowds back in the stadium, yeah. it'd be absolute box office. Barry, you're smiling because yeah, it, it is. Yeah. Davy summed it up perfectly. It's box yeah. office. No doubt about it. Um, both of them have worked. I'm not saying Martin O'Neill to come in, but as a mentor type guy, he knows he knows football inside out. We've spoke to him on the show. Yeah. Um, I read an interview a couple of weeks. He's ready to get back into football. Um, so I'm surprised that it's, it's not happening. They're going a different direction. We just need to see what happens. Is it this thing about they say, but not in Martin O'Neill's case, but in Roy Keane, they say, well, he's not, he's not the modern kind of manager, whatever that means. But I think you can you can put uh, you can put a modern type coach in beside Roy Keane. Roy Keane is the voice on a Saturday, but the coaching during the week. I I, I don't know how Rangers do their business, but I'm told that Michael Beale has a real hands-on uh, influence on the on the training ground. And you can go as far back as Kenny Dalglish winning the title with Blackburn, and it was Ray Harford mm. who was who was doing the coaching mm. during the week. So you, you you can still have Keane as a figurehead mm. and the voice in the dressing room, and have someone else doing the coaching. Could you have put, Stephen yeah. Gerrard's open about that mm. regarding coaching Michael Beale takes the vast yeah. majority of Gary McAllister mm. and then obviously as David just mentioned Stephen Gerrard's a voice in the dressing room before the game he goes and speaks really well in the press after it um, so that's the way it operates managers sometimes take a, a back step and let the coaches go and coach the players during the week but you look at the reaction when you say there about uh, Roy Keane maybe coming back uh, Barry's face it kind of lit up and that's maybe too but just but you, you can imagine the, it except for the Scottish game box office and yeah. people keep saying about Roy Keane I, I listen to Roy Keane on Sky he knows the game yeah. the guy he's intelligent isn't he yeah I know he's been out of the game for 7 or 8 years but listen he knows the game he watches football he's on Sky for everybody to go and watch and when he speaks a lot of people sit up and take notice mm-hmm. I loved when the Man United didn't do well and he said, the team bus, I'd make them get taxis, we'll walk back to, yeah. to Manchester. He says what people are thinking yeah. uh, rather than all the usual. Yeah, Talking about players hugging yeah. each other in the, the tunnel. Yeah. You know, <laughs> hugging the opposition. <laughs> he was not having that, was he? <laughs> Swapping shirts at half-time. Yeah. We had some great chat from Craig Moore who knows Postacoglu and he said on the programme here on Monday night he's been in touch with him and he reckons it's about compensation. That's all that needs to be sorted out. Yeah. So Craig Moore obviously uh, played under him what, what in, is Craig in Australia. Barry, what did you take from it? He, said, he was very demanding. Yeah. Um, very demanding coach. Um, and where he's, where he's managed in terms of a lot of people are going on, Davey, about he doesn't know the Scottish game but when he was Australian national manager um 
Tom Rogic. He was over mm-hmm. here watching him. Right. Jackson, I'll say Irvin, Irvin. not Irvine. <laughs> um, so he's, he, he knows a bit of the Scottish game. Um, and he spoke highly, didn't he? Very highly. He says he's, he's yeah. very astute in what he does. And listen, the, the, the pitch is the same size in Australia as it is in Scotland. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's a universal game, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You can either coach or you can't. Yeah. And, I, you know, like, like so many other people, I, I'd never heard of the guy, but having... Having Googled him and done a little bit of research, his his record is very good. Mm-hmm. And people are mentioning, you know, Vim Janssen. I know he was known as a player because of his time at Feyenoord or whatever, but he wasn't really known as a manager no. here with most people. And Arsene Wenger, when he came to Arsenal, most people hadn't heard of him. Arsene who, remember? Well, the Arsenal supporters mm-hmm. weren't having him when David Dean yeah. brought him back from, from Japan. To be fair to Wenger, he had done seven years at Monaco previously, sure. but so he, he had European experience. This would be the... I guess if there is a risk involved, it would be that this this guy hasn't coached in, in Europe. Okay, we're going to ask you about any media conferences, post-match conferences. Did it, was it difficult for you afterwards? Do you remember over the years we see that the uh, the Japanese uh, tennis player who has withdrawn from the French Open, and have you ever experienced anything like it? I'm going to ask you about it after what happened to Naomi Osaka. That plus more on Scotland. We'll speak to the Scotland manager. We'll speak to the captain too. That's after the news at six. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. We're on every night from five. We'll take you all the way up to the Euros. And obviously the first game a week on Monday with the Czech Republic. The Czech Republic bus is in town. I'm not quite sure why it's here so early, Barry, given that the team are only coming in and out. Do you know what? If I see it yeah. again, I'll take a 40. Well, yeah, but I'll yeah. stop the car. What's <laughs> it like? What's it like? To... We'll give it to Chris for the... <laughs> I'll go... Listen, I think it's a parts one. You're kidding. You Come on, you're on commission. <laughs> Yep, we're watching everything right across Glasgow in the West as we get ready for the fan zone from next week. It's good that Glasgow's going into level two. At least we're beginning to uh, open things up and that's great news for the, the hospitality industry. Keep the heat, everybody. Look after yourselves. Social distancing. Wash your hands. Keep the mask when you need them. Take it easy. But enjoy this weather. I think the weather and the jag. I've got my second one the other day, Barry. So Feeling okay? I've had your second. Second, I got it the other day. Two and a half hour wait to the SEC at the Hydro. Uh, well worth it. Well, well, well worth it. Exactly. Yeah. Over 70s, get it. So, that, you've said that a couple of times. <laughs> that hardly. Far, far less. Take off the VAT. Got a message from Croc. Ian Crocker, of course, uh, from Sky, who's been tuning into the programme as well. Your colleague, yeah. Croc's been tuning in, making the switch here to the Go Radio Football Show. Oh boy, he'll be on duty tonight. Some guy, isn't he? I worked with him in Birmingham at BRMB. Yeah, terrific, yeah. terrific commentator. Yeah. We took the format to Birmingham, actually. It sounded very like Super <laughs> Scoreboard. We just took it to Birmingham. And uh, they're probably still suing us for it. But uh, Croc is amazing. One of your favourite commentators? Yeah, he's yeah. up there. There's isn't no he? doubt he's a good commentator. Yeah. Yep. Terrific. He, he continually gets accused of being a Celtic man yeah. or a Rangers mm-hmm. man. Yeah. 
It never changes, and he's straight down the middle. I was going to say, reveal the truth. But yeah, oh, straight see, down the middle. But what, what, what the side of the middle is he? Would he go? <laughs> <laughs> you can't win, can you? You know. But you know, he does yeah. get excited. I mean, he he loves the old firm game. He just couldn't believe it when he came up to Scotland and started commentating on the old firm games. He just loved them, and he was very excitable. That's that's what makes him such a good commentator. But if if he got really excited, he'd be accused of of favouring the team that had just scored the goal. Yeah. That's and he, he couldn't win, I suppose. But. In the same league as our own Rob McLean, who's obviously totally neutral as well. Although I sometimes think that when the Northern teams are in town, what do you reckon? The Dandy Dons or whatever. You'll hate me for that. He's on tomorrow night uh, on the programme. And Jen Beattie, the Arsenal star and Scotland star, will be on. Plus Oz himself, Craig Moore. Will he still be Oz or will that be the new Celtic manager? Maybe. But that'll be fascinating tomorrow night. Craig Moore first-hand talking about uh, Postacoglu. Yeah, he worked with him twice. Um, He he worked with him um, at Brisbane Roar uh, when, when Big Oz was still playing. And then with the national team, um, Oz was the the players liaison officer. Mm-hmm. Um, so he worked closer with him and he's got a great insight into um, what looks to be the new Celtic manager. Davey, obviously we, we see you, we hear you on Sky all the time. See, the FA had a, a survey of mm-hmm. fans and 97% said they didn't like VAR. Yeah. So we talk about it in Scotland, going to talk about it for a moment or two. What's your take? Are you surprised by that? Well, 90- they, 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 I think they have to improve it, they have to refine it. Mm. But the, the actual concept for me is rock solid. I'd, I'd much rather have the correct decision in a game rather than the quick decision. And if they can speed it up, and, and I, I do think the, they've taken too much of the referee's control from him. You know, yeah. Stockley Park, guys sitting in Stockley Park, putting a roar in when they don't have to. All they have to do is say to the referee, go and have a look at that again. It can go over, and I'm talking about major decisions, not daft decisions, major decisions that impact the game. Allow the referee to go over, have a look at it in the monitor, mm. and make his own mind up, not be influenced by people sitting miles away in a TV that, studio. That seems so logical. Uh, I, it? I think it's got its good points and bad yeah. points. I mean, I'm... With David, the big decisions in games, it's great to have. The only problem I've got when it takes three, four, five minutes to make a decision, the players are standing about. Um, so hopefully they can they can try and sort that side out. But I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. But it makes sense, doesn't it? Allow the referee to go and look in the monitor mm-hmm. and, and make a decision. And well, there's not... only a couple of referees I've seen in the Premier League go and use the, side, the, mm-hmm. the monitor at the side of the pitch. Um, and then it's their decision. Because referees want to take the responsibility. David, will we get it in Scotland? I suppose we will. When? Well, the the, the sooner the better for me. Mm. Um, Because at the moment we're hanging referees out to dry. I mean, the the perfect example, and I'm not having a go at Steven Gerrard, but he he lost his temper that night at Livingston where Morelis goes down in the box. Mm. Now, I defy anyone watching that at real speed to to know that there was contact. Um, and had I think it was John Beaton who was the referee mm-hmm. had John Beaton been allowed to go over at the touchline have a look at it he would have seen that there was contact mm-hmm. instead Morelis gets booked and the referee John Beaton gets slaughtered mm-hmm. thereafter see, allow the referee yep, to watch it again yep, see my issue but I get he, he's too far away to make a decision mm-hmm. the, the assistant referee Dave he's only 20 yards yeah, for yeah. Mm-hmm. the ball side um, and they don't for me they don't help the referees enough mm-hmm. the assistant referees Good point. Kilmarnock have signed uh, some news coming. Ross Callaghan's leaving Hamilton after... Uh, yeah, signing with Ross County. Yeah. Good move for him, isn't it? It's given that Ross County have stayed up. It's a big up. miss yeah. for Hamilton. He's one of the experienced players. Yeah. Hamilton have got a real young group. Um, yeah. So 
He'll be a big miss for Hamilton. He was a big player last year. Scored, scored a lot. Of, yep, yep, scored some important goals, Paul. So, um, Brian Rice will be disappointed in that one. Mm -hmm. We heard Chris Burke on the show last night along with John Hartson and with Rob and you can feel for him, he said, you know, he's kind of, it's been a tough week and then he's thinking to the future, hasn't decided yet what he's going Has to do. Has he not decided yet? No, no, didn't say yet last night Had what a great he was going season. to do. Didn't Had he? a terrific season. Yeah. And see if you forget about his age. I mean, you would have him in your team all day long. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, people, it's, it's true, if you're over 13 you have a bad game, it's mm -hmm. because you're old. Yeah. You know, you get away with it at 24, 25, but not if you're over 13. Mm -hmm. To me, it looks a like Burke can play another year or two. And I hope yeah. he, he continues to play. Mm -hmm. Whether that's at Kilmarnock or elsewhere, if I'm Kilmarnock, I would want to keep him for the push. Um, big player. And Kilmarnock, there's a big turnaround now. I, I, I'm just surprised um, the downfall of Kilmarnock, um, how it happened. You look at the squad, but don't take anything away from Dundee. I thought Dundee were far the better team in oh, both games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I Davey. thought Kilmarnock were a disgrace in the mm. playoff, Barry. I really did. And I, I don't I accept completely. I thought Dundee were I thought Dundee were as good as they could possibly be. Mm. Kilmarnock were nowhere near it. Mm. And you think in a playoff game they would come off the pitch feeling well, we lost, but we gave it everything. I don't I don't think they, they were anywhere near it for yeah. a playoff game. Never get a response when they went down at, at Rugby Park. I mean, I was looking and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, where's that one, two, three players trying to drive them on? It felt there was an acceptance. Put it, put it this way, see if that was a, an old firm team who had played as poorly in a playoff. They'd have been torched, these yep. players. Mm -hmm. Torched. But less scrutiny because it's come on it. But it's my old club and yep. I obviously I wanted to see them stay in the league and I just thought they never they never got near it over the two games. Down with a whimper. And yeah. at the end, Tommy Wright, who's done amazing work at St. Johnson, we all know it. Um, but there's John Hughes is, is gone now from Ross County and Tommy's staying they're going to rebuild it around him I thought he looked shell-shocked on, on the night well, even yeah. during the game I thought yeah, he looked yeah, shell-shocked yeah. you know I expected to see him on the touchline making changes being more animated you know he was slumped in his seat as if he couldn't believe what he was watching mm -hmm. Nicky Kabamba has uh, signed for Northampton today as well as the, I mean, a massive clear out there. They released, what, 12 players, including the captain, Gary Dicker, who was on the show as well. Yeah. So it's... Uh, well, Billy Bow said that they're keeping the budget the same. Mm -hmm. So That's hopefully news. that'll give yep. Tommy Wright, you know, the, the resources to bring Kilmarnock straight back up. They, they need to come straight back up. Yeah, yeah. There's no good. money in that league. Mm. No. There's no money in the championship for full-time clubs. They're, the, they're losing money in that league. And of course, no sponsors. Right across Scottish yeah. football, what is happening there? It's funny. There's not much uh, uh, time or what? I don't know what it is. There's I, not much I think much we've got a good product up sure. here, and I'm I'm surprised that, that we can't get a sponsor. Surely they can get a sponsor of your game. Look mm -hmm. who's look at the, some of the players that are up here. Of course, yep. some of the managers, young, real good young managers um, that are achieving great things. Mm -hmm. How can we not get a sponsor? And some good football. Look at the, the you know, the, the games coming through. You, Kelty Hearts watched the games, Barry, and you've been saying all the time, there's some really good players and some good teams coming right through the divisions. It, hopefully after COVID, the leaders of the game will begin to produce some sponsors now because they've got to wait. There's been a couple of years now. I think the product Nobody. can be better, though, Paul. And I'm not yeah. talking about the, the ability of the players. Plastic pitches for a start, for yep. me, should not be allowed in our top flight. Mm -hmm. You know, we should all be playing on grass. That, that's that's the first thing, and I, I think I think the clubs could do more to to sell the game to broadcasters, give the broadcasters more access. Yep. You know, I, I know Sky tried to to bring in a bit of innovation, try to get cameras into dressing rooms and whatnot. There was always resistance to it. They would ask for for certain players after the match. Mm -hmm. No, you can't have him. 
And it's totally different. And, you know, if, if you look at golf and tennis, um, we're talking about the girl Osaka. Yeah. The, the access that the broadcasters and the media get in other sports is far better than they get from Scottish football. That has to change. Well, of course I, it does. I mean, you know... We, if we want to sell it. We got, my, I, we got microphones in the dressing rooms in the late 80s and the early 90s. Yeah. And then when I was in Scottsboro, we got the cameras into the dressing rooms. It was Hibs Hearts. It was the... I had the cameraman that... But I'm a big believer after games. You've got to yeah. give two or three players to the media. Yeah. And we mm -hmm. used to work it in numbers. So it went one week, it was one, two and three, four, five and six. Mm -hmm. So they were getting different players all the time. It's got to be that way. If they're going to put money in, you need to give something back. Mm. Too many blazers around, you know. And, and well, no, the whole the whole PR thing now. I mean, the but it, but it, there's there's so much of a filter on on what anyone says now from a dressing room after a game. You know, the the PR people are determined that that no player is going to say anything controversial and that is if they give you that player more more often than not you don't get the player you're looking for and that's maybe the reason why we don't have the broadcast rights that we should have and Sky more involved and your BT Sport but when you look at the you know the ability of people at Barry Hearn to, if you look at what they've done for darts and, and for snooker mm. and boxing I mean, if we could just get a bit of that razzmatazz about the Scottish game, because the, the actual well, well, product it itself is right? yeah. razzmatazz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about Naomi Osaka? Do you feel for her? Do you um, know what I couldn't believe, Paul, that she got fined? Yeah. And they mm -hmm. knew for three years she had mental health problems. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's right, because mm -hmm. she's anxious, nervous. She doesn't like to do it. You, you've got to look in the background, and I can't believe that for no going and doing the interview process after it, that she get fined for it, knowing that she has issues. But I thought that was disappointing. Sure. Yeah, and a personal level, fifteen thousand euros, I think it was. Mm -hmm. It's a drop in the ocean for the, given the money she's got. Yeah, but, but I she know suffered, but it's herself. been pretty yeah. open. Yeah, and she's nobody wants to see since two thousand eighteen that she's suffered sure. badly. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to see anybody suffer badly. But there's the ecosystem. You need to have media coverage mm. of tennis or whatever sport. I think in this case, and I'm reading this morning that that the girl has depression. Yeah. She has been diagnosed with yep. depression now. I mean, God forbid if that girl was to go and harm herself now. Mm -hmm. How would the how would the, the tennis authorities feel about that? They shouldn't. Why would they uh, find her then? Exactly. I, no, I, I really, yeah. I really think if someone has been diagnosed with depression, yeah. mm -hmm. they, they 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 should be allowed mm -hmm. to to skip it. Surely, I think we would all agree with you there, Barry and and Davy. Barry, did you ever find it tough? Was the, the media attention yeah, you ever don't get like, to you? I had to go out in times when you get a bad defeat, mm -hmm. but that's part and parcel of the years that you've got to do their jobs um, nobody wants to go out and, and get hit with questions why was it no good enough you were poor the day sometimes you've got to accept it I try to use it in a positive way if I get criticised I try to flip it round and train and make sure I worked even harder to prove mm -hmm. the people wrong the following week you hear what Serena Williams says she said that when I'm asked questions in these I think you the interviewer will never be able to hit a ball and play the way I can <laughs> she said that's what I used yeah if I knew if I'd known I had a bad game or whatever but um, yeah it, it must be tough because nobody likes criticism and in the media you know we can you've got to take the good with the bad as well right. yeah. you're fine when you go out and you get a good victory say yeah. an old firm game you're, you're flying you'll take any sort of questions I've had to go out on the flip side of that when Celtic have beat us easily and I've had to go out and face the media and it's no nice but listen you've got to do both sides of it yeah, I mean, 
indeed. Well, let's hope uh, Andy Robertson, the Scotland captain, is out in front of the media for the right reasons over the coming weeks. He'll lead Scotland out tonight against what what time's kickoff? 7.45. It's only an hour and a half away. This is him looking forward to the match tonight. It's a massive honour being captain of this country, um, but it's an even bigger honour because I know how good these these boys are in terms of off the pitch and on the pitch and it's an honour to be able to lead them out and that's always going to be the biggest honour for this squad being the captain of the country is good enough but when you've got so many good good boys in this squad so many good players but good people as well then you know being able to lead them out and walk out in front of them is, is always a huge honour and the closer it gets, the more I'll think about it. But being captain in any game for me is is a huge honour and the big tournament's coming and we've not been there for a long time. You want I'll think about that closer to the time. Barry, what are you thinking? You've captained Scotland. What, what yeah, listen, what, what an opportunity. What a privilege for, for Andy Robertson. Davey's been to a World Cup. So that's one thing I look back and I wish I could have done um, just get to a, a major tournament. Mm. But I'm absolutely buzzing for these guys. Um, I'm delighted for them because uh, they've deserved it let's be honest with you they've done well for where we've came a couple of years ago to get this far delighted what an honour to, to lead your I mean it was an honour to lead your country out, but to lead them out at a, mm. a major championship and being the first game in the Euros at your home ground disappointing there's no 52,000 in yep. there there's only going to be 12 but brilliant to hear that. I'll be honest with you I'm really excited about it I think we've got a real good group of players I don't know if Davey ag- agrees with me but I think we've got Guys with real good ability playing at top level football. Yeah, I think for years we've been a spoiling team. It's been one yeah. up, counter attacking, sitting back, soaking it up. But not now. I mean, I, I said earlier on, I think we've got the tools now to go toe to toe with teams like Croatia and the, the Czech Republic and England, by the way. Go for England. And, oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. I love that, actually. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. yeah. What about Andy Robertson as well? I mean, we know it's been a tough season for him, but when you think about this, this young man who. It's the European Champions medal just a year ago, um, two years ago. Get the the Championship medal, you know, the Premier League in England a year ago. Um, it's quite a journey for Scotland, isn't it, to have a Liverpool star yeah, yeah. as our captain? Yeah, he'd be just set the bar so high for himself, didn't mm-hmm. he, over a couple yeah. of seasons? And I, I think, I think there have been times where we expect too much from him as a Scotland player, because you could argue he's playing with better players at Liverpool, and that's why he he's a star down there. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, I just think listening to that interview, he conducts himself like a proper captain. And the fact that he turns up every time, you know, whether it's a bounce game or whether it's a, a proper game, he's there all the time. He wants to play. It's, it's, very, it's very similar to Dan Fletcher, who I played with. For me, got unfair criticism at times. Because Dan Fletcher was a right good player. And he played, he played at Man United with world-class players. Played in all the big games. And it's pretty similar to like Andy Robertson. Um, I don't think he's hit the dizzy heights he's form at Liverpool but one thing you can't label against him he gives it everything mm-hmm. he does it he, he gives it his all and that's all you can ask you can hear how proud he is to be captain so of Scotland be. Yeah. Just, I mean, they're heroes first time in 23 years it's amazing Go Radio Football Show Barry Ferguson Davy Proven and your call's next The Go Radio Football Show talking football first listen live weeknights from 5 just an hour and 20 minutes away from kickoff, Scotland starting to the preparations for the Euros 2020, which are happening obviously a year late because of COVID. But Scotland hosting the Czech Republic a week on Monday. Then we go to Wembley on the 18th, 
eight o'clock at night. And then on the Tuesday, we play Croatia. By which time, hopefully, Barry, we're in a position to qualify for the next stages. Yeah, very hopeful. I- I'm looking at the first game, Paul. Yep. Czech Republic, for me, is a real winnable game. And if we got off to three points there, we're, we're near enough through the group stages. I was going to ask you to guess the team for tonight, but... Uh, Barry, yeah, do you want to guess the team? No, well, that, let's just do it then. I'm not a great one for them guessing because people will half hear it and say, what was that? Or, Here's the team. I'll tell you how they are. Oh, Th- thanks, the James. Team. That was what you had? Yeah? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the uh, how Scotland will do the lineup in a second or two. Craig Gordon in goal, Andy Robertson, the captain, Kieran Tierney, Callum McGregor, Lyndon Dykes, Ryan Christie, Liam Cooper, Stuart Armstrong, David Turnbull, Jack Henry, James Forrest. So Davey and Barry are just working out uh, how we will play. On the bench, the goalkeeper John McLaughlin, Scott McTominay, Greg Taylor, Declan Gallagher, Kevin Nisbet, Ryan Fraser, Billy Gilmer, Scott McKenzie. Scott McKenna, of course. Uh, Barry, what do you reckon? How are we going to line up? Just giving you a moment or two. Three, three away, at the back. Check. Three at the back, yeah. yeah. So give us the... We're just watching three three at the back you. with Henry, yeah. Cooper, Tierney, James Forrest, right wing back, Andy Robertson, left wing back. Um, McGregor holding midfielder just in front of him Turnbull and Armstrong and Christie just off Dykes you happy with that? yep yep Davey great chance for Turnbull yeah what a chance mm-hmm. for, for David Turnbull to come straight in and make his mark and that would give Steve Clark a real problem if, if he's shown tonight against this quality of opposition you know I've been saying that the three of them the three kids not the kids but the young younger mm-hmm. players who were brought in Every one of them can go straight in, and this is a great chance for David Turnbull tonight. First cap for David Turnbull. What a night! How how will he be feeling? Well, what what a season! Because uh, let's go back where when his deal fell through at Celtic, because um, his serious knee injury, he didn't even know anything about it. He had to go away, and he was out for about six or seven months. Paul, and see, mentally that must have been tough for the young young man. Mentally yeah. tough. So he come through that kind of rehab, get back playing week in week out for Mullow and then get that move back to Celtic. And I think he's been the one standout performer. When Celtic have struggled, he's the one that's um, stood out and stepped up. So he thoroughly deserves, for me, to be in the squad. And what David just mentioned there, now it's time to turn it on and give Steve Clark a major problem. When you talk about resilience, Davey, I suppose, he typifies that, doesn't he? Um, David Turnbull, the way he managed to get himself fit again to bounce back, as Barry yeah. mentioned, he didn't know anything about this yeah. when he went to Celtic, you know, two years ago, and he thought everything would be rosy, and that must have been crushing for him. Then you're back at Motherwell. Yeah, but it was also a bit of a mystery injury, wasn't yeah. it? There was mm-hmm. almost there was almost a a suggestion that his career could be on the line, mm-hmm. that, that that Celtic just weren't prepared to take a chance. This injury was so bad, and I think to be fair to Neil Lennon, I think Neil Lennon kept in touch, and and yes. helped the boy keep his head up and. You know, if you look where he is now, and I, I think if you've had you know that kind of knock, it makes the the good times all the sweeter. Mm-hmm. And he'll be pinching himself tonight as he walks out that tunnel. So let's go through the team then. Barry Craig Gordon, is it his chance? I mean, he's such an experienced goalkeeper. But uh, yeah, well, well, you asked me last week. Mm-hmm. I would go for Craig Gordon. I know Marsh has been brilliant. Now, Marsh is a very good goalkeeper, but for me, Craig Gordon's a top goalkeeper. So I would go for for Craig Gordon to start the Euros mm. if, if that's my choice yeah because you think he's just edges it and form yeah, this and season listen, as well listen I can't yep. say anything bad about Marsh I, I played with yep. Marsh and one thing about Marsh big Marsh is even when he was third choice mm. he used to turn up every single squad mm. and not even go on the bench at times 
That's he so was true. that committed. Mm-hmm. And I was absolutely delighted when he made that save in, in Serbia. For all the squads you're turning up and never been involved, he's got that opportunity and he, he's done brilliant. Listen, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Stevie Clark picks him, but if you're asking my opinion, mm-hmm. I think Craig Gordon. If you're just tuning in anyway, six of the players have been left behind in Spain uh, because of COVID restrictions. But there's nothing wrong with those players, so it was probably going to be Craig Gordon tonight. David, are you happy with uh, Craig Gordon? Yeah, yeah, I think we're well served at, at goalkeeper, Paul. I, either or, it wouldn't, wouldn't bother me which one starts. Yeah. So Andy Robertson, we spoke about the captain just before, uh, a few moments ago. What can you say about the number six, Kieran Tierney, David, that hasn't been said before? Well, he, he solved the problem, you know, when we were... You know, struggling for for right back, Tierney could play right back. He can play left of a, a three at the back. He could play left wing back. So he gives he gives Steve Clark various options, and he he's also. I mean, I know that Andy Robertson is is a Champions League winner. For me, given the choice of the two, I think I might have Tierney. You know, mm-hmm. and that that tells you how highly I think of him. Barry, I think he's the best Scotland player, Kieran Tierney. Um, I think Arsenal will struggle to keep a hold of him and don't be surprised if I was going to say big clubs Arsenal are a massive club yeah. no doubt about it but if I'm a Man City or a Manchester United I'm going for Kieran Tierney You think he could be the difference for a Man United or he could yeah, be I, I always thought he was yeah. very good at Celtic and mm-hmm. it's always interesting to see how people do when they go down to England but I, I think he's in a different level now I'll be honest with you and they, that triple header for Scotland I thought he was head and shoulders Head and shoulders above everybody. Yeah. And you, the two clubs that Barry's just named there, you know, if he was going into these clubs, he, it would either be Luke Shaw or Kieran Tierney or Zinchenko and Kieran Tierney. Kieran, Kieran Tierney's better than both of them, yep. I think. Mm-hmm. And Listen, I'm probably a bit biased because I'm Scottish, but honestly, I, I think Kieran Tierney is, is, could go into the either he's Manchester He's a throwback, Davey, as well. I mean, very good on the ball, very fit, but he's a throwback. He's one of the... He gets wired in and you can see him, he's vocal on the pitch, he's desperate to win. Yeah. Loves I love a tackle, him. which yep. I love in a player now as well. Yep. Passion jumps out of him. Um, and as I said, he, he was a very good player at Celtic, but he's he's became a top, top player now. And you often hear people say, can you have both of them in the same team? Yep. But you have to have them. Two of the best players. Well, I think he's found a formation that suits. Yep. Um, you just have to... Go back to the doubleheaders of the Austria game. Kieran Tierney was actually in front of Andy Robertson mm-hmm. on three and four occasions, driving with the ball. Um, he's a brilliant ball carrier, Kieran Tierney. I just, I think he's got, I just think he's got everything. I'll be honest with you. That's that's my yeah. opinion. What about Liam Cooper? Then he's uh, playing at such a great level. Doesn't get mentioned too often, but a chance for him tonight, Barry. He's playing in a, a Leeds team where. I love watching. You don't know if they're going to win 5 0 or get beat 5 0. That's the only issue with, <laughs> yeah. with Leeds. But yeah. he's captain. He, he leads, Leeds are a big club. Um, they've done really well in the Premier League. Um, so that will no face him if he goes into the Euros. He's played in plenty of big games. Mm-hmm. Davy, you're happy with Liam Cooper? Yeah, but I, I think Grant Hanley, who's, who yeah. misses out tonight, I, yeah. I think Steve Clark will, will have Grant Hanley in for the, the game against the Czech Republic. Steve Clark's a big admirer of Grant Hanley. Mm. The Scotland match is just over an hour away. We're going to give you the Dutch lineup in a second or two. We're just looking to see how they are, you are going, going to line up. <laughs> no, exactly. You're, you're doing the Dutch one. Yeah, Rob's great with the uh, uh, the doing. Uh, yeah, he's a he's top commentator, isn't he? Uh, who else for Scotland do you want to mention uh, before we head? I just wonder if if 
if um, Shea Adams was available tonight, Barry, we, and Scotland were going with one striker, or let, let's just say against the Czech Republic, if Steve Clark's going to go with one striker, is it Dykes or is it Adams? Adams. Yeah, same, same for but me. But I quite like the the feeling of Dykes and Shea Adams, McGinnon behind, yeah. and then two holders behind they two. Uh, they three, sorry. We've got great options, you can. Yeah, we've got great options. That's that's the thing with our Scotland squad now. That is the good news. See, Ryan Christie's in. Uh, yeah, but one player I wanted to mention, yeah. uh, Davy. I know Davy covers a lot of English games for Sky. Stuart Armstrong. Every time I've watched mm-hmm. Southampton, he's been a standout as well. Yeah. Stuart Armstrong. And he, he's played in so many different positions as well. I mean, mm-hmm. he spent most of last season playing right side, and I mean, almost like a, a, almost like a wide player mm-hmm. in a in a, a midfield four. But he can play one in, he can yep. play off the front. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, Barry's just mentioned options and Steve Clark's spoiled really. Mm-hmm. Not just for personnel, but for shape. He has so many players that can play in different positions. Could Stuart Armstrong go further than Southampton? They started the season well and then they fell off uh, later in the season. But Stuart, or is that the level? And it's a very decent level. Yeah, it's a very but, decent level, yeah. yeah. But listen, nothing, nothing would... Would, would surprise me would he get a, I don't think he got Man City Man United Liverpool but you know I, I think he could do better than Southampton yeah Barry Jack Henry of course he's been uh, in Belgium on loan yeah, yeah. in terms of Jack Henry I, I quite like that he could have sat about and says he was a Celtic player and be part of a squad and go on the bench every now and then I quite like when young players make a decision to go and play and he's made a decision to go and play whether he's ever going to be a Celtic player I don't think he will be um, but he's been out and he's played games at a good level in Belgium. Um, and he's found his, his way into the Scotland squad. Um, so fair play to him. I, I like things like that because quite a lot of players or modern day players are happy to sit about mm-hmm. and say they play with a big club or they're part of a big club. But the young man's went away and, and um, done what young footballers need to do, in my opinion, and that's play games of football. Davey? Jack Henry? Yeah, yeah, but I mean... What is his situation? I mean, Ostend, uh, are they going to... Is it two million euros they get him for? I think that's what it is. Nobody seems to know, of course, though. And it, I, I don't think it, the player has said anything about yeah. it either, has mm-hmm. he? Um, and, and he won't know what's happening at Celtic, you know. Yeah, and I mean, if Chris Ayer leaves, Celtic yeah. are going to be short of a centre-back, mm-hmm. aren't they? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think Celtic have slipped up there as well. Mm. He needs class. to make a decision, but Paul, he, sure. he's at an age now he needs to play. Jack Kendry. Um, he's got all the attributes for me to be a real good centre half there's no doubt about it when you look at the team there's a real Celtic or ex-Celtic theme to it isn't there because uh, obviously Nathan Patterson is not involved at all tonight from Rangers and looking at James Forrest Barry was saying for months how much Celtic missed him Davey uh, and that he should be in the squad and he is is this his chance tonight to show yeah, us I, that he's back I, I, I just don't I, I don't like natural wide players playing wing back and I know James Forrest has got the legs and the engine to go box to box, but if you're a natural wide player, I think you want it, your starting position, you want it to be higher up the pitch mm. and, and less defensive duties. And maybe that was me just being lazy as a player, but I don't know, I don't know many natural wide players who enjoy playing wing back. Mm. And I watched Ryan Fraser playing that position for Alec McLeish, mm. and he looked well scunnered that night. He, he found it really hard because he was getting the ball midway inside his own half. So he's got a hell of a lot to do to get up the other end of the pitch, go past people and get a cross in. And then he's got to work back. And it's I, I don't know, maybe I'm missing something, but I think you're better with a natural, yeah. a, an Andy Robertson type, mm-hmm. who is a, a full-back come wing-back. Yep. 
Barry. Yeah, you're right. We just mentioned nine. Who are playing with Celtic or have played with Celtic in the in the starting eleven? It's phenomenal, isn't it? Yeah. When you look, he's a good Celtic fan. You'll start. That's probably why he doesn't want to be up here uh, in in club football. Um, for James Forrest, I know how much uh, you admire. Yeah, and well, I mean, I get with Davy saying he's he's great at going forward. Sometimes yeah. you could maybe say he's final product, Davy. James Forrest lets him down at yeah, times. But one thing you get for James Forrest, he does the dirty side of it really well. He's prepared yeah. to he's prepared to work back and and help out his defence. Here's Steve Clark speaking about the many young players he has in the squad. I think it's good. Uh, like I said uh, earlier on, the, the intensity, the, the work, the quality in the training session has been really good. And I think that comes with one or two new, face, new faces coming in and the lads realising that Always a certainty that you're going to get picked for Scotland. You know, you have to work for it. You have to get your, you have to do well for your club. You have to do well when you are picked for the country. You have to come here. You have to work hard every day. So, nice to freshen the squad up. So many young players in the Scotland squad. And we've just given you the team. Barry, how we're going to line up again tonight for those just tuning in. An hour away from kickoff, Scotland against the Netherlands. Yeah, I think it's a 3 5 um, 2. Christy just playing off Dykes up top. That's Barry giving us it in the short version. Oh, do you want the names? The names, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm still looking at the Dutch Craig team Gordon. here for you. <laughs> <laughs> Craig Gordon in goals, yeah. Henry, Cooper, and Tierney make a back three. Forrest and, and Robertson, uh, wing backs. Um, McGregor, I think, will be sitting holding in midfield with Turnbull and Armstrong just in front of him, and Dykes and Christie just off him. David, you've got the Dutch lineup yeah. there for us. Yeah. Yeah, it seems it's like a, a back five, three in midfield, two up top, uh, Stecklenburg in goal. And then it's from right to left, the five, lovely named Dumfries at right wing back. Yeah. Uh, the central three, Timber, De Vries, and Delete. Uh, Windal at left wing back. Midfield three of Darun, Gini Wijnaldum, and De Jong with uh, Memphis Depay and Vekos up front. It's strong though, isn't it? They are. The Dutch always are. It's remarkable that they're not actually in the tournament itself. Well, they're always technical. Yeah. Dutch. Mm. Um, they like to get the ball down and, and pass and sometimes overpass. Um, but it was, it'll be a real good test. But still that Scotland team that's out there they're still strong, there's still good experience in there and still uh, top players for me. You know the Dutch well from your time at Rangers because that was part of you know the Dick Advocat era and the players he brought in alongside you. Yep, it was um, it was new a new training regime that I, I, I loved. It was all football. Um, probably one of the first pre-seasons ever that the full pre-season was done with the ball. Was it? Yeah. Yep. Where you're expecting you're getting in the first couple of weeks you're getting absolutely battered at running. <laughs> um, and I was just yep. shocked the first day of pre-season. The balls were out, passing drills, small-sided games. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, after that first pre-season, it was the fittest I've ever felt. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You didn't miss out on the just the, the long no, slogs? No, you had a plan two yeah. weeks before you came in, which mm -hmm. was endurance running. You went and done um, outside. And that was a good base fitness. And then basically coming into pre-season, it was about sharpening you up. So that's what the LO boys will be doing now, endurance stuff? Yep, they're doing that yeah. just now. Yep, and I'm mostly pre-season um, there's still a wee bit of a wee bit of running involved not too much quick break and then we're back the Go Radio football show download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five big night tonight because uh, David wedding anniversary for you we're just saying it how many indeed yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That Fiona 
Didn't forget though. That's, well done. That's a capital <laughs> offence, isn't it? If you forget. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Barry, he's a... Uh, uh, I don't know where I'll go with this one. <laughs> 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 for everyone. Have a great, a great Mind, thanks for joining a us. Couple of weeks. Is it? Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Don't forget it, whatever you do. No, I've not. <laughs> don't worry. Uh, I see we've been told today uh, Sadiq Khan, the Mayor of London, is saying to the Scotland fans, stay away from the, the zone down um, in London before the match against. Yeah, it's disappointing. I know quite yeah. a lot of people, my, my oldest son and his, and his friends, have, have booked to go down. Um, and make it a, a weekend day and go down and support Scotland. Uh, so it's disappointing to hear. <sighs> what do you do? The, the, you won't the, stop them, but no, you, no, no chance. chance. They won't stop them. I, I remember my only game at Wembley, Paul, um, and the English FA had said to the Scottish fans, "We don't want you at Wembley." Didn't give, didn't send any tickets up to the SFA to sell them because there had been a bit of trouble previously. So we walk out the tunnel, I'd expect no Scotland fans to be in the ground. A sea of Scotland flags and scarves. Must have been 60,000 Scots in Wembley that afternoon. It's amazing. And it was a huge banner. The guy who ran the English FA was a guy called Ted Croker. And there was a huge banner that said, so you tried to ban us, Mr Croker. There's <laughs> about 60,000 Scots in Wembley. It is incredible, Barry, isn't it? How the Scots travel in such numbers and so they've good always, natured. They? Yep. They've always travelled in, mm. in numbers. Um, I know we took the crossbar down one time. <laughs> just was after the game. That. Yeah. Was that that day, David? No. I think, I think that was been, part of the trouble that uh, the English FA were trying, trying know, to avoid. I know, yeah. Listen, the fans, the, the Scots fans are the really well beefed. I was indeed, yeah. No, uh, was no, I at the game? You'd go into the game. I'm going to the game, yeah. I'll be, I'll be there covering it for... Go radio, so I will be there for England against Scotland at oh, Wembley. Yeah. I'm really excited because I was lucky enough to be at all the tournaments we've been involved in for a number of years. So yeah, it kind of keeps what that, was your that first going. One was... My first one was '82, yeah, the World Cup was in Spain. It was, and you were yeah, you were there. You were in the the Scotland squad, and Jock Steen was the manager, and uh, it, Rossi, it, it was fantastic. Uh, oh yeah, that was a great the tournament, winners wasn't of it. it. Yeah, yeah, they were. Um, the Scotland team, so many great players. Did we probably we should have gone through? We should have. And then uh, we just lost out. And then Mexico in 86 was amazing. Just think as soon as playing there. And uh, yeah, it was Alec Ferguson was in charge because, yeah. of course, uh, Jock had died the year before. Just that, after was a, qualification. that was my first World Cup. Was it? I you remember it? Remember, uh, yeah. 86. 86. Maradona and everything. Yeah. Yep. Amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we were a 90, the World Cup, Italia 90. That was just phenomenal. It was, it was uh, brilliant. Great, yeah, great result against Scalacci. Yeah, was the top of course. Scorer, yeah. And Scotland's win against Sweden. Remember, I was only yeah. there for the Scotland game, so I was always there for three weeks, and then that was it. We were back with the postcards. People used to say, "But I, I, you know, we should have we should have gone further." And then um, ninety eight France, uh, and in between ninety six the Euros. The only one I missed was uh, Sweden, um, but I was covering it on STV. I remember, so I felt as always there. I was doing all the games, but yeah, it's great for the young ones. I heard John Hartson here in goal last night saying he never played in a major tournament either. So, David, you were... so many great players. Yeah. George Best. Never hard, played at World Cup final. to believe. It's uh, amazing. So, do you realise how lucky you were, David, to be part yeah, of all that? Yeah, just to yeah. be part of the squad and, yeah, just, just to be involved in it. And it's, it's a great show on, a great show on earth. Mm -hmm. Amazing. The World Cup finals. Oh, phenomenal. See, yeah. Brazil, wherever they go, the Brazilian fans, and the fan zone, it's open to everyone. It certainly was then. You could be with them, Barry, they're dancing beforehand and all the rest. The Scots were there. It was just wonderful. We played them up in Turin. 
I remember You didn't dance about them Oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> So colourful The Brazilians as well Oh yeah <laughs> Indeed they certainly are They just They just love that You know They, they do it's, uh, yeah, They're amazing Absolutely amazing Great atmosphere there What's going to happen tonight <laughs> I, Barry? I can just pitch what, you What do you <laughs> <reckon>? <laughs> what? So what do you reckon tonight then On the pitch Scotland against Listen, the Netherlands What do you think? Listen just about um, the main thing is is getting uh, game time in their legs mm-hmm. that's it yeah. um, obviously it's probably the team that he wasn't going to put out a day or so ago um, and as we just mentioned earlier on what an opportunity for some players um, i.e. David Turnbull oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, maybe also so it's David Turnbull is in from the start Billy Gilmer David could get his first cap as well if he comes on I think I think Steve Clark will try and get get him some game time um, and again if you know if he comes on and Plays the way he does with the kind of assurance that he shows when he's got a Chelsea shirt on. He's another one that could put pressure on the boys who think they're going to be starting the game. Mm-hmm. Barry? Yeah. I honestly believe the three, Patterson, Turnbull and Billy Gilmer, yeah. have the possibility of forcing themselves into the starting eleven for the Czech Republic. Nathan Patterson will be sick that he's yeah, been withdrawn from this because, mm-hmm. you know, the door would have opened for him. A bit like when James Tavernier... Um, Mr. Rangers getting the yep. European mm-hmm. game and Patterson come in and all of a sudden people could see what he could do. Mm-hmm. But this was this would have been a similar chance for him tonight. No nerves. That's what strikes me when I see him. Yeah. When he's thrown in. It doesn't seem to phase him. Yeah, and I mean people are saying, Oh, he's never played in front of a crowd. I, I don't think he looks the type that in fact I think he looks the type of boy who will react even mm-hmm. even better to to having yeah. a full crowd in the ground. Yeah, Not, I think he would relish it. I really do. And uh, what what you get with most of these young players is they play with a freedom, Paul. Mm-hmm. And that's what I hope David Turnbull does today, uh, tonight, sorry. That's what I hope if Billy Gilmer comes on, I'm sure he will, that's the way he plays. Um, so brilliant opportunity and brilliant for them to go and showcase um, their talents. And they love, I, I think, thinking of those players, they, they love the crowds being there. Almost to a man, Barry often says that he would have hated to play during COVID times. Yeah. For you, Davey, how did you react to... Did you ever play without a crowd? Played played once. We played Atletico oh. Madrid in the European Cup um, when the, we had to play behind closed doors because there had been trouble. Um, was it Rapid Vienna? Rapid Vienna yeah. was, yep. And there was Sorry missiles in the pitch, in the pitch yep. and UEFA closed Celtic Park for the game and it was, mm. it was horrible. I always remember that night running out of the tunnel at Celtic Park and you could hear the metal studs hammering on mm. the concrete which you don't normally hear mm. because the, the ground is so noisy. Mm. And you could hear players shouting, you could hear the referees whistle. Just surreal, something that I wouldn't want to do again. But we see now because of COVID. They took that game to Manchester, didn't they? The Celtic, yeah, Celtic had hammered them Trafford, at, yeah. at Celtic Park. Somebody did a dive, I remember that. Something was thrown, but a player yeah. 30 yards away went down <laughs> three minutes later. Yeah, it's, it's but, no night. Yeah. I, I, we played against Dunham Milan at the San Siro. Uh-huh, yeah. um, we, we know fans. Um, and the only people in were the, the sponsors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... You could hear Andy Smiley shouting. Remember Andy Smiley? <laughs> Remember my I'm up in Glasgow. We, we gave yeah. a couple of passes away. Uh-huh. Ferguson. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, How do I get that go radio again? So the car, yeah. socially, I showed him, boom, he had it. He does listen every night. Uh, Andy Robertson will lead Scotland out tonight. We spoke to him, we heard from him earlier. He's speaking about the match. Yeah, it's a friendly, but it's important. And uh, yeah, here he is. 
some of the players haven't played in four weeks. Premier League players have only, you know, not played for a week. So we're all at different stages, but important to get games together. It's important to work what we're going to do and playing against one of the, the favourites for the tournament, Holland, isn't going to be easy. But, you know, you want to test yourself against the best and that's what we're doing. And then two good games to have, you know, that will get us going and really close to the, the kickoff against Czech Republic. So really important week coming up and then we go full steam ahead into, into the group stages. Scotland travel today without John McGinn, Nathan Patterson, David Marshall, Stephen O'Donnell, Che Adams and Grant Hanley just as COVID protection. So hopefully that will be okay. This could happen elsewhere, couldn't it, Barry? It can't just be us that have got you know COVID scares at the moment with John yeah, Flack. It'll be a worry for, for most of the international managers. What's just happened with Scotland over the last 24 hours could happen to them. Um, and that's one of the reasons why they allowed the extra three players, I think, mm-hmm. from 23 to 26. Um, so hopefully this is the only scare we get um, and hopefully the guys can be maybe available for a Luxembourg game. You know John well. Is everything OK? Yeah, but disappointed because, uh, listen, John Flecky, he's been, he was a young kid coming through and there was a lot of pressure on Flecky. Um, and he's went down to England at Coventry and was, was brilliant for them for a couple of years. And I think, again... I watch a lot of football. Davey's probably seen a, a bit of Sheffield United. Flecky's one of the standout performers in that, that team. Um, and it's great to see Scottish players flourish in the Premier League. Davey? Yeah, I mean, I, I've got to say that when when John Fleck was at, was at Coventry, I thought, you've missed the boat, son. Mm. Because there was a, a point where the, they thought he was going to be the next yep. big thing in Scottish football. And I thought, he, he's going to be another one that's just going to disappear off yeah. the radar. But... You know, watch them for, for Sheffield United and they love him down there. Um, he, he's um, he, he surprised me that he's, he's gone on to play, not just play at that level, but, you know, to distinguish himself at that level as well. Some of the other headlines today, there's reports that Rangers could be interested in a German midfielder, 23-year-old Sally Oskan, who's playing at Cologne, Cologne at the moment. Uh, you've been doing a bit of homework on him. We don't know if it is going to happen. But interesting, Barry, when you were saying in Davy that is that a sign that maybe, maybe, Glenn Kamara could be on his way over I, the summer? I hope it's not. Hmm? I think Glenn Kamara's um, been a brilliant signing for Rangers, £50,000. I think he's he's improving every single time I, I watch him so I hope they can get him tied down on another two or three year contract but again he's going into the final 12 months and I don't think Rangers would want to take any risks But would you sign an extra midfield player given that Rangers I think are top heavy at the moment Barry would you sign one unless you knew someone was was going out? No I know that that's the worry see when I've seen this today Davey I'm thinking to myself that's the mm-hmm. first thing that came to my head mm-hmm. is Glenn Kamara maybe stalling on that contract? Mm-hmm. Hopefully not there's no word uh, on Morelis at the moment. Barisic as well, is that another one that might go over the summer? Or do you think he... Yeah, I, I think yeah. there may be one big one that might go out the door. The, the one that I've said to you, they've, they've got to keep, is Ryan Kent. 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 Yep. And certainly for the Champions League. Because he would flourish in the Champions League, you'd imagine. I think he would. I think he's an age where he, there is time that he can go down back down to the Premier League and, and show people... Um, that he can play at that level uh, but I think the Champions League will be a big pull for him it's just now important that they get through the qualifying games Paul and get into the group stages Davey your old club Celtic still no manager tomorrow will be 100 yeah. days since Neil Lennon uh, left the building which in itself wasn't a surprise so it's more than 100 days where you know the plans it didn't happen with Dave, with uh, Eddie Howe um, some people saying you can't totally criticise Celtic. They've had plenty of criticism here as well. But for Eddie Howe as well, I remember you said months ago 
he didn't fancy it at Burnley too much. Yeah. He was, he was, oh, and you know, I don't want, it's not a cheap shot at the guy because uh, obviously there's apparently a combination of family concerns, maybe about yeah. coming here and the backroom team as well. Thought they might come, but then weren't coming. But uh, can you believe it? I, I'm, I'm just not sure he was the right man for this particular mm. city. I think, I think you've got to be of a type. Um, Martin O'Neill, Brendan Rogers, Walter Smith, hard cases. Mm -hmm. Graham uh, Souness. Yeah. Graham Souness. Yeah. I'm not sure Eddie how, and he wouldn't have known what to expect. I'm not sure he, he could have coped with all. So what's your thinking about Ange Postecoglou? Postecoglou. Yep. Well, I, I'm looking at his record, and he he has succeeded just about everywhere he's gone. Now I I accept uh, that the the J League in Japan is not the Bundesliga no. or, or a top league, um, but Celtic clearly have done their homework on him. They've obviously been speaking to players who've played for him. And, you know, the bottom line is they have to get somebody in right now. You know, pre-season starts in less than, what, two weeks? And if this guy's got a quarantine for 10 days, they, they need him here right now. Two weeks tomorrow, Barry. I wonder if... I, I think if they listen to Craig Moore, I think it was that it would have eased the Celtic supporters' um, minds because yeah. he'd worked with them um, on a couple of occasions. And as you heard, Paul, it was a brilliant interview. He went in-depth about him. Um, and clearly the guy knows how to manage. So I, I know a lot of Celtic fans would have want box office um, and that, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. But listen, he's managed at international level. He's he's won trophies in the J-League. And as what Craig mentioned in, in Monday night, he's a guy with real demands. That's it. That's the tours have flown in. Thanks so much, Jokal Day is up next. We're back tomorrow night at five and hopefully with some good reports from Scotland's performance. Good luck against Holland. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio and Macklin Motors Nissan are giving someone in Glasgow and the West the chance to win a brand new car. Go Radio. We love Glasgow. Judy Murray, Frankie Boyle, Steve Clark, Miranda Hart, Hilda Swinton. Zero out of Identify the superstars. These people. The car could be yours. Register to play at thisisgo.co.uk. Then listen to Crofty and Grado at 8:10 tomorrow on Go Radio Breakfast with Macklin Motors Nissan. Book your appointment to discover the new cash cow. Cash car superstars. Superstar.